All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here for a His Hardline Education segment. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. Okay, so today we'll be doing a reading out of the uh, Magna Carta, part six. We'll be doing uh, reading clauses 46, sections 46 through 55. All right, starting with uh, clause 46. All barons who have founded abbeys concerning which they hold charters from the kings of England or of which they have long continued possession shall have the wardship of them when vacant as they ought to have. Now, this clause means that barons who have established abbeys and have uh, received characters or held long-term ownership rights granted by the kings of England should have the responsibility of overseeing these abbeys when there is a vacancy as is their rightful duty. It relates to matters of guardianship and control over religious institutions during that historical period. Now, Clause 47 reads, All forests that have been made such in our time shall forthwith be disafforested, and a similar course shall be followed with regard to riverbanks that have been placed in defense by us in our time. Okay, what's that mean? Well, that clause means that any forests that were declared as such during the king's rule must immediately be returned to their previous non-forest status. Similarly, any river banks that were designated as in defense during the king's reign should also be returned to the original state. Now, this reflects a commitment to rectify recent changes to land use and ownership. Okay, Clause 48. All evil customs connected with forest and warrens Foresters and warrens, sheriffs and their officers, riverbanks and their wardens shall immediately by inquired into in each county by 12 sworn knights of the same county chosen by the honest men of the same county and shall within 40 days of the said inquest be utterly abolished so as never to be restored provided always that we previously have in, uh, intim, um, excuse me, have intimation thereof or our judiciary, uh, if we should not be in England. Okay, that was a little bit of a tongue tire, tire right there, but what does this mean? Well, this clause stipulates that any unfair or unjust practices related to forest warrens, um, which are basically areas of hunting, in case you're wondering what a warren is, foresters, warreners, sheriffs, and their officials, riverbanks, and their wardens should be thoroughly investigated in each county. Okay. Uh, Twelve sworn knights chosen by the honest men of the county should conduct this inquiry. Any such practices found should be completely abolished within 40 days, uh, with no possibility of being reinstated as long as the king or his ju uh, justice seer uh, is informed in advance or is present in England. Now, this is aimed at eliminating abuses of power and ensuring fairness in these matters. Okay. Now. Clause 49, short one, says, We will immediately restore all hostages and charters delivered to us by Englishmen as sureties of the peace of faithful service. So what this means is that it states that all hostages and charters given to the king by Englishmen as pledges for their loyal service and the maintenance of peace will be promptly returned by the king. And it reflects a commitment to honor these pledges and ensures the release of those held as hostages. That's right. Okay. Clause 50. Uh, and by the way, there is 60 
Uh, let me think about this for a minute. I believe, yeah, there are 63 uh, in total here. All right, so Clause 50. We will entirely remove from their bailiwicks the relations of Gerald uh, of Athe, so that in future they shall have no bailiwick in England, namely, Englard of Sicone, Peter, Guy, and Andrew of uh, Chansay, uh, Guy of Boy, I'm going to botch these names. My apologies. Sicagne, Geoffrey of Martigny, with his brothers Philip, Mark, with his brothers and his nephew Geoffrey, and the whole broad of the same. So basically, this clause states that the certain individuals, specifically the relatives of Gerard of Athe, would be entirely removed from their positions as bailiffs in England. It lists their names, such as um, Engelard of Sicogne, Peter, Guy, and Andrew of Chensey, and others. And this clause implies a removal of these individuals from positions of authority in England, likely due to concerns or issues related to their governance. All right. Clause 51. As soon as peace is restored, we will banish from the kingdom all foreign-born knights, crossbowmen, sergeants, and mercenary soldiers who have come with the horses and arms to the kingdom's hurt. So this clause states that once peace is reestablished, foreign-born knights, crossbowmen, sergeants, and mercenary soldiers who arrived in the kingdom with horses and arms to the detriment of the king will be expelled or banished from the country. It's aimed at removing foreign military forces that might have been causing harm or unrest in the kingdom. Clause 52, if anyone has been dispossessed or removed by us without the legal judgment of his peers from his lands, castles, franchises, or from his right, we will immediately restore them to him. And if a dispute arises over this, then let it be decided by the five and twelve barons of whom mention is made below in the clause for securing the peace. Moreover, for all these possessions from which anyone has, without the lawful judgment of his peers, been deceased or removed by our father, King Henry, or by our brother, King Richard, and which we retain in our hand, or which as possessed by others to whom we are bound to warrant them, we shall have respite until the usual term of crusaders, excepting those things about which a plea has been raised or an inquest made by our order before our taking of the cross. But as soon as we return from the expedition, we will immediately grant full justice therein. Okay, a lot said there. What's this mean? Let's break that down. So this clause in the Magna Carta ensures that anyone who has been unjustly dispossessed or, in other words, removed from their lands, castles, franchises, or rights by the king without a legal judgment from their peers will actually have those possessions immediately restored. That's right. So if a dispute arises in such cases, it will be resolved by a group of 25 barons mentioned in a later clause, which that's the one that pretty much the assembly really, really finds important when it comes to our grand jury. Um, but we'll read that in a later clause, uh, probably tomorrow or the next day, but for the purpose of securing peace, right? So this clause also grants respite for possessions unjustly taken during the reign of the King Henry or King Richard until the end of the usual term of crusaders, except in cases where a legal action or investigation has already been initiated. So upon the King's return from a crusade, full justice will be granted in these matters. And this emphasizes the importance of legal due process and the restoration of wrongfully seized property. I just want to emphasize the importance of due process. 
It's very important, especially when it comes to the reassembly of our states. There's some people that just don't uh, really hold that in high regard. All right, moving on. Clause 53. We shall have, moreover, the same respite and in the same manner in rendering justice concerning the disafforestation or retention of those forests which Henry, our father, and Richard, our brother, afforested, and concerning the wardship of lands which are the fife of another, namely such wardships as we have here th- uh, hitherto had be by reason of a fife which anyone held of us by night services." And concerning abbeys founded on the fives than our own in which the Lord of the fee claims to have right. And when we have returned or if we desist from our expedition, we will immediately grant full justice to all who complain of such things. Okay, so this clause grants the king a similar respite and manner of rendering justice concerning several specific matters. Now, these include the disafforestation or retention of forests that were afforested by King Henry, which the king's father, or and King Richard, the king's brother. And it also applies to the wardship of the lands that are part of another person's fife held by knight service. And abbeys established or on fiefs that belong to someone other than the king, but where the lord of the fife claims a right. Now the clause ensures that after the king's return, from an expedition, or if he chooses not to go, full justice will be granted to anyone who raises complaints related to these matters. It underscores the commitment to addressing these issues fairly and justly. That's right. Clause 54. No one shall be arrested or imprisoned upon the appeal of a woman for the death of any other than her husband. So basically what this means is that the clause in the Magna Carta states that a woman cannot have someone arrested or imprisoned based on her accusations for causing the death of anyone other than her husband. It establishes a limitation on the power of such appeals and emphasizes that they should be related to the death of one's spouse. That's right. Lastly, clause 55 for the night. All fines made with us unjustly and against the law of the land and all immersements imposed unjustly and against the law of the land shall be entirely remitted or else it shall be done concerning them according to the decision of the five and 20 barons whom is mentioned made below in the clause for securing the peace or according to the judgment of the majority of the same, along with the aforesaid Stephen, Archbishop of Canterbury, if he can be present and such others as he may wish to bring with him for this purpose. And if he cannot be present for the business shall nevertheless proceed without him, provided always that if anyone or more of the aforesaid five and 20 barons are in a similar suit, they shall be removed as far as concerns this particular judgment, others being substituted in their places after having been selected by the rest of the same five and 20 for this purpose only and after having been sworn. Okay, so this clause addresses fines and immersements imposed unjustly or against the law of the land. So basically what it does is it stipulates that such fines and penalties must be completely forgiven or their resolution should be determined by a group of 25 barons mentioned in a previous clause for securing peace. So if the Archbishop of Canterbury, Stephen, is available, he may also be involved in this decision-making process. However, if the Archbishop cannot be present, then the proceedings will will continue without him. It also outlines a process for the replacement of any barons with conflicts of interest in a judgment, and the purpose is to ensure fairness 
and justice in the handling of financing immersements. Okay. So that right there is the reading of Magna Carta Part 6, Sections, Clauses 46 through 55. So tomorrow or whenever we come back here to reconvene for another His Hardline Education session, it will be starting with Clause 56 going to Clause 63, I want to say it is. So I hope you got a lot of education in this short 12 to 14-minute segment, and we will see you on the other side. God bless, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us for a His Hardline Education.